Welcome to the heart of small business. Today I get to talk to Ashley, who is the owner of Aesthetics by Ashley and also is a full-time cook. She's been a longtime client of mine and I wanted to find out from her what it's like to balance a career and a business. We have a really candid chat about what it's like to be lash techs in the beauty business. And I just have such a good time talking with her. So thanks so much for tuning in and I hope you enjoy. So I'm doing Ashley's lashes during this conversation. So you'll hear a little bit of the background noise and the fan going on. Why I like doing this is we get to chat in person. We both have masks on and her eyes are closed and I'm working on her lashes. So it feels like we can just really focus on the conversation. So just so you know why the sound might sound the way it does. Ashley, I wanted to ask you, you started out in culinary school mm -hmm. for your education, right? Yeah. And then you decided, or when did you decide you wanted to take lashes? Okay, I can't really remember exactly when I decided, like, this is what I'm going to do. But I know it was just, um, I've always been such a busy person, and I've always had a job and on top of whatever I'm doing and I have a job um but I just like wasn't making quite enough money like not as much as I would have liked to have been making yeah um but I worked at a golf course so I have downtime in the winter so I was right. like that was kind of yeah of a spur on yeah no that's okay so I just was like what can I do should I get a part-time job on weekends because then I was like my struggle with getting a second job is it's hard like I would have to quit in the summer because it's just too hard to have two different conflicting schedules right. from two different employers. And I've always like really liked makeup and hair and doing my nails and like doing my friends makeup and hair and stuff like that. So I was like, maybe I'll do eyelash extensions. Like I don't know what <laughs> pushed me to do it, but I was just like, that's a good thing, like aesthetics. Yeah, and because you were getting your lashes done. Yes, I think that's why. Like, I didn't super want to do nails, and I didn't super want to do makeup artistry, like, course. I definitely didn't want to do hair, because that's easy. Well, not easy, but scarier, you know? Like, right. if you dye someone's hair wrong or cut it wrong, you're kind of screwed. Right. There's more to it. Yes. And that's a lot more training. Yes, and so, and, like, nails are hard to remove, you know, when you have to... I don't know, I just thought lashes would be cool, and so I signed up for my course, and yeah, that was pretty much it. I thought it would be a good way to, like, manage my own schedule while being able to make some extra money. Yeah, and because you still lived at home at that time, right? Yes, yeah. Um, your plan was to move out. Yeah, yeah. So that was part of, like, supplementary income. Yes, so I was just trying to save up as much as I possibly could, and I literally, anytime I have free time, I'm like, what can I pack my free time with? Right. <laughs> and not just a hobby. Yeah, how can I make money in my free time? <laughs> yes. So I remember when you were taking culinary school and you were doing, like, cakes. Yes. And um, the creativity that goes into that, I wonder if that's partly why you thought doing lashes would be fun, because it's that same, like creativity or like um, fine 
an arts kind of. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I've always had like a really creative side. Like I, when I was younger, I used to draw and paint all the time, which I think is like part of. It ties into like the culinary aspect, which ties back into like the aesthetics. Yeah. Like I literally was a kid. I would have a stack of white paper at my desk and like a, <laughs> a pencil case of markers that I brought from home. Like I have like my special markers, my smelling markers, whatever. Oh, cool. No, I bring them to school. Oh. And I have them on my desk, and they'd be like drawing while my teachers were teaching, and they'd be like, actually put the coloring away. <laughs> like when I was young. So you were always very artistic. Yeah. Because that's a huge part of lashing, too. I think you have to have a natural artistic ability. Yeah. Because of the mapping and styling. And yeah, and just, like, the attention to detail, even. Like, I feel like artistic people are more mm-hmm. attentive to detail because there's so much, like, shading and depth and mediums that come with this art. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because lashes, there's so many different types of lashes, thicknesses. Yes. Lengths. So you have to have a bit of natural ability to know to navigate what you like to work with yeah and then okay so when you took the course and um you learned everything all at once right like classic and volume no i just started with the classic course okay and so i took the classic course and i remember like my first day i was like this sucks i wasted my money can't do it it's too hard (laughs) like we went over all our theory and we talked about it and we talked about mapping and we talked about like high health and you know do's and don'ts client contradictions whatever yeah. all of that stuff and then it was like hey now we're gonna practice lashing and i was like what <laughs> like and i mean i guess how do you learn like you have to do it mm-hmm. but i was like we're just gonna do it like we're gonna go and they were like yeah well you're not gonna do your mannequin head like right you're fine and i remember being like i don't know how to do this like how do i do it it was so hard and i remember like you know you're pinching the tweezers hard your hands are cramping you're like what's going on yeah it's starting out it's so hard and i just thought uh this is a mistake (laughs) did you think that yeah i was like oh no (laughs) this is hard i can't do this but yeah i don't know i feel like i picked up really quickly because you're probably determined too yeah and then I, that was like a couple years ago, 2018, I think. Yeah. And then I started probably like a year later. I was like, okay, I want to like learn about volume and start doing. And I would always see like because I follow all the lash pages um, on Instagram, lots of them post like educational stuff or information mm-hmm. just about weights and fans, you know, the distance between the points of the fans and the tips and the base and wrapping and everything yeah associated with it and so i was kind of like hey i want to learn how to do this and so i had some friends who were like yeah you can like practice on me Mm because i just wanted to see if i could even do it at first i was like hey it looks really hard i don't know if i can do this right and i mean i understood the fundamentals of like isolation and lots of the aspects about weight and yeah um like maxing it out and stuff yeah how how many lashes to a fan yeah, and so I was like, okay, I'm going to try it out, and I don't understand, like, lots of research. Probably not the best way to go about it, but I feel like <laughs> once you have that classic fundamental mm-hmm. knowledge, it's really just about, like, the fan itself. Like, everything else is essentially the same. The health, the aftercare, mm-hmm. the isolation. Like, isolation is, like, one of the most important things that I feel like lots of people struggle with, or people who aren't trained, like, don't understand how yes. important that is. Yeah. 
Like I've seen a lot of lashes that are all glued together that I've had to fix and it's like, was this person trained? Because I feel like isolation is like the most important thing you go over. Yeah, like that's the base. Yeah, like when you were in school and they were going through your, you know, final exam full set. If you had like, you know, two little lashes stuck together, they'd be like, oh, they're just sticky. Like you need to make sure you get these. Mm-hmm. Because um, that's really, like you said, that's the basis of healthy lashing. Yeah. And so I started dating my friends, like I started getting better and I was like really enjoying it. So I took like the Sugar Lash Pro volume course. Okay. And I did the online one because it's at your own pace. Yeah. So I signed up for the course, like did all the course material. And then I probably like really practiced hard and ramped up my like, like clientele for like six to nine months before I actually took the course. Mm, yeah. Like I waited quite a while because I don't know, I was just like worried that, you know, my fans aren't perfect. Like lots of places are very particular about the fans have to be equal. Um, distant, all the points on the lashes have to be equal distance apart and your that fans have to be absolutely perfect, right? Yeah. So I just wanted to make sure that I was good. I didn't want to fail, especially because I didn't have in-person training. You know, I was like, I don't know what my instructor's going to be like, what she's going to expect of me. Mm-hmm. So I really, like, practiced super hard. And I ended up, yeah, I ended up passing. She was like, oh, you're really good. Like, That's actually, I think that's a smart way to do it. Yeah, and I feel like I was like, okay, I definitely could have t- taken the test. Because it was, um, I did a full, it was like, you do a full set, you have to, within 24 hours do your video chat with your instructor okay and so you take your instructor you're on zoom and you go through from right to left each eye like you go all the way across and you bur- like show all the isolation essentially okay like you go through and you you know how the end of your point when you kind of start one time you go through to check for stickies yeah you like did that i literally like went through every single lash with her and i had like my one friend holding my phone and I was like going through the lashes one by one so it took like quite a while because I was going slow so she could like see each one yeah that's good and thorough yes and then I had to also like send in pictures um of her face with her eyes closed and her eyes open right so they could see like how my mapping skills are yes and I had to explain the curl the thickness the map like why I did it which in theory, like on paper, is easy, right? During your test, you're like, okay, I like, picked this map because mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. But like when you have the person in front of you and you're like, this is why I did this, it's like way yeah. more nerve wracking because you're yes. like, um, so Kayla here has, you know, pretty even eyes. They're almond shaped and she has a high arched eyebrow. You know, you're like, you're explaining it while like pointing at their face. Right. And they're like sitting right there. <laughs> yeah. It's not a dummy head. Yeah, like, I chose D-curl because she wanted, you know, a little more drama and she liked the curly open-eyed look and whatever, I'm explaining (laughs) it all. And then she wanted to know, like, what brand of lashes I was using, what brand of tweezers I was using. Oh, really? Yes, like, how many, um, what D of fans I did. Okay. Because, like, I don't stick to, like, a specific 3D sets like some people will do your full set all in 3d whereas like mm. i'll switch it up just based on what i can grab because i don't like discarding fans yeah if they're done nicely like i'll do a three i'll do a five i'll do a two i'll do a six like it just depends yeah depends and on what i grab you know and depends on like that lash yes it depends on that lash too like if it's a long perfect lash you can handle a really nice heavy 
fan, perfect. Yeah. If not, then I'll do a small one, right? Yeah. Whereas some people are like, hey, you're getting a 4D set today, and that's what every single lash is going to have. Right. Like, I don't necessarily lash like that. That's just a totally different look. Yes, it's a different look, and it's it's more time-consuming, because, like, let's say I pull my lashes all up on the strip, bend them out, and I have five. Well, I have to pick one off and waste it. Yeah. You know, and it's like, that was a perfect 5D fan. Yeah. So why would I, you know, that's yeah. kind of... And it doesn't really make a difference. Yeah, so I had to explain to her, like, what what d what du fans i use and why i did that and then she wanted to see me make like specific um fans like three four five six okay and she wanted to see my fine technique my pickup technique my dipping technique um like in real time through the zoom call okay and then and was that nerve-wracking yeah that was nerve-wracking especially because like you know my hands are shaking and i was like you know, sometimes you mess up a fan and you have to like discard it. I'm like, hey, sorry, I'm just gonna discard that one. Looks really yeah. super dry here. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but it went really good. And after she was like, no, oh, like you're you're really good. You know, just give me a couple pointers. Like work on this or that. But good job. And I was like, oh, okay, that was. Not as bad as you thought. Yeah, I feel like I'm just really hard on myself. I was prepared to get like a bunch of critiques and your fans aren't absolutely perfect. But she was like, no, really good job. Like she had yeah. said. You could probably get your fans closer, like, to the root, right? I really, like, struggle with getting them that, like, one millimeter away. Yeah. I usually am, like, closer to two millimeters just because I don't want to accidentally touch the skin. Yes. And so she was like, you know, you can definitely put them closer. And I always, like, knew that about myself, and I'm always working on getting them higher up. Yeah, I think I always struggle with that, too. Because I also want the client to have really comfortable lashes. Yes, like I don't want them pushing against your skin. Yeah. You know, what if you cry and your eyes get swollen and then there's pressure, to like... Yeah. Yeah. So Sometimes I that little extra, I think it's fine. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, so I took my volume, like, certification in 2020. Okay. Like, about a year ago. Um, That's pretty amazing that was only a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I had been working on volume for like two years, probably, right? Yeah. Because I had done classics for a year and then got into volume and signed up for the course. I just like took my time to write the certification. Okay. Yeah. Or I even wrote the test and then it just like took me forever to like feel confident enough to book my like model Zoom. Oh, right. Like that's essentially the test. Yes, there was yeah. also a written test that you just did online. Okay. And then submitted, so that was easy. And then it was all like, you know, lash out questions. Weight, fan length, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, it was pretty good. So did you find that um that training helped you a lot? Um I feel like yes and no. Like I feel like I had the basics already and then through following the proper accounts I guess and just through talking to other techs yeah and researching like I knew the proper weights and the proper thicknesses um but I mean it's definitely I do think it's important to get certified because some people like I could be sitting here saying that thinking that I'm right and I could be wrong right exactly it's, it's just like getting a check and yes and then verifying that you're yeah because like i have fixed lashes where it was like these are hybrids and i go and i'm like i don't know why she's making fans with these because they're like 
0.1s or 0.15s, you know, oh, like right. using wave on weights, weights and thicknesses. And so, I mean, I'm sure that tech thinks she's doing it right. I don't think anyone ever out there would go and maliciously be like, I'm gonna fuck this person's lashes up. <laughs> You know, I think it's just a lack of training and there's no regulation. Yes. Like within doing lashes, so. Yes. And even like, depending where you get the training. <laughs> like, yeah, who trained you? Where did you go? Was yeah. it like a credible place? Did the instructor themselves care? You know, like. Exactly. I went to a, you know, a, a credible esthetician school and I took one of their part-time programs. But, you know, if my, my instructor was good and she cared, but what if I had had an instructor who didn't care? Mm -hmm. Would they have mercy passed somebody who wasn't good, you know? like Yeah, or would they even have checked your work? Yes, like, my so, instructor sat down after my full set and went through, like, all of my lashes. Yeah. You know? And, like, and, and made critiques. It wasn't just, like, good, like, even on my mapping. I remember I was, like, it, it was hard to do the inner corners. Those are always, like, the hardest spots. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to use, like, eights and nines, right? Because you're using short lashes and yeah. in a tight space. And so I, and I had lots of tens in there. And she was like, hey, so sometimes tens good on some people. But, you know, this girl, she opens her eyes. It's a little bit long, like, in association to her brow line. And, like, was good at explaining mm. and giving pointers instead of just being like, hey, your isolation's good. Or, like, your attachment's good. Right. That's actually so great because yeah. when you know why... Then you'll remember sense. when you're working. Exactly, and it makes sense. You're like, oh yeah, yeah I do see that. Like, yeah. So. Yeah, because I think, like you said, when you're following other accounts and talking to other techs, and like, you come to me for lashes, and yeah. now I'm coming to you for lashes. Um, I think we like trade secrets. Yes. Or tips that I don't when you say secrets, but. But like tips and tricks, like what works for you. Yeah, like for instance, you got me um, to switch over from gel pads to using the microphone tape mm -hmm. under the eyes, and it's like it took me a long time, and I kept asking you about yeah. it, but like you were like, just do it, just try it, because it's a scary transition to I thought to like move to. Yeah, yeah, to change your products and the way you do things. Yeah, but then now I'm so grateful because it has really improved everything for the lashing for me. Yeah. And comfort for clients. So that's how I felt at the beginning too. Like I, I remember I was following like Lash Box. They were the ones who were posting about it and were all over it kind of mm -hmm. beginning. They were kind of the first, I feel like, eh? Yeah. Yeah, and they were just like, it's amazing, like, look at this, and they were, like, posting videos and showing, and then I think Featherlight Lashes also got on, like, yes. people, were, people were posting videos about about it, and I was like, whatever, I order Lashbox Lashes, I'll just throw on a roll of microphone tape and see. Right. And so I tried it out, and I remember at first, like, it was kind of hard, because it's thicker, so, like, it comes up higher at the root, and you're like, oh my god, like, my lashes are resting on it. But once you figure yes. out like the placement, it's so much better. Yeah, like teaching clients how to open their eye and like figuring out how to place it yourself. Yes. And it, it's so much better for tears and watering out. Yeah, like they don't slide around. Yeah. Like when I, you know, when my hands are resting on the side or when they're tearing or when they're wiggling and squinting and moving, like they don't slide out. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you're not a client like that. You're like always so still. Yeah, yeah and so um, 
how do you now balance like being a cook and is that what you're called a cook or a chef yeah like a cook and so how do you balance being a cook um and running your aesthetics business because you do more than just lashes too oh yeah it's hard it's definitely a lot <laughs> um but i enjoy it i guess so it, that's what makes it worth it Mm-hmm. Like, I enjoy the aesthetics aspect, so doing that in my free time isn't, it, it's not negative for me, it's not, ugh, work, it's, like, I enjoy doing it, I want to do it. Because it's your, like, fun job, in a way. Yeah, and, like, there, don't get me wrong, there's definitely days where I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this today, but, right. it, yeah, it's, like, my fun job, that's the perfect there, wording for it. There's days that you don't want to do anything anyway. Yes, exactly, yeah. it's not a lash thing, it's a me, it's a me being... <laughs> Lady, I don't want, I need a rest day. Yeah. I don't want to do anything, like, I need a break. And you're a very organized person. Yeah. Like, you know, seeing your home <laughs> and your lash place, like, you're super, super organized. I can even ask, I've asked you before, like, how you organize things in your um, lash room, and you basically could tell me every, yeah, every, every drawer. Every drawer. <laughs> so... Do you, in some ways, I'm thinking, does it satisfy that need also, or that... My OCD? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes, I'm that's pretty, what I'm trying to say. I'm pretty sure it does. I feel like it takes a specific kind of person to do lashes. Yes. It's like, it's OCD. Yeah. For sure. I, a little bit. Like, for example, the client I had just before I came here, mm-hmm. she had to reschedule her appointment back a couple days so she wasn't like right on her two-week mark yes um and her lash she doesn't have a ton of lashes and her like sometimes she struggles with her tension so yeah her tension was not good this time okay which whatever it's not a huge deal but i was like i need to get them and i didn't have anybody else after her so i was like do you have plans this this afternoon (laughs) do you have to be here after this and she was like no and i was like okay well i'm probably gonna go over your hour (laughs) appointment because I need to get them full because that like I don't like sending people away with not full lashes you know like I want to make sure they're good I want them to be perfect yes it's like a need (laughs) like sometimes when someone doesn't have great retention and you don't you know you might not have booked the appropriate amount of time you were needing and it might be a little tight and so there's a couple lashes that you know don't get filled not the end of the world but like for me I'm like oh my god it so bothers that bothers me. me. It bothers me. <laughs> or like yeah. at the end, oh, my biggest like gripe with doing lashes is at the end when I'm, okay, I'm done, set my tweezers down, move my stuff, missing the lashes, perfect, I'm fanning them out, just drying them, brushing them, and like lashes pop off, like yes. the ones that didn't super attach great. I'm like, no. Yeah, that makes me so mad. Because then it's all that work. Yes, and it's like, great, I hope that doesn't leave a gap now. Like, <laughs> Well, and sometimes if it does, you have to like quickly go back in. Yeah, and you're like, okay, sorry, you know that I just took everything off, but I just need to put one more fan in here. <laughs> yeah, just one more. Let me just reset up my station <laughs> beside your head. Don't move. <laughs> yeah, that's that's hard for me too. I've had it like where a client, I was fixing her lashes from someone else, and I didn't have the time to fix them enough, like properly, and yeah. I just it didn't sit well with me so I actually got like booked her in just for like another fix up yeah and just 
like that I know that you don't do that all the time but that one no. I did like on my dime yeah. because I didn't feel good about it I know it does hard because it's like someone chose you know someone decided I want attention they chose a tech how would they know if they're going to do them properly like their advertising yeah and their work maybe looks good in pictures yeah they're de- their their prices are cheap like what a deal and they go yeah and then sometimes I don't even notice. I've definitely had clients come to me who have had like not great lashes and they think they're fine. And I'm like, mm, yes, these are really bad. And like they don't even, sometimes they don't even know. Sometimes they can tell they're like, oh, they're pinching or pulling or they hurt. Or my one friend was like, I can't wash them. I can't get in between them to wash them. And I was like, oh, that's a bad sign, you know? Yeah. But sometimes people don't even know. And they're just like, hey, I go to this tech, like, you know, would you take me? Is there a foreign fill fee? And you're like, yeah, whatever. Like, just come on over. I'm not going to charge you a foreign fill fee. Like, yeah. And then they get there and you're like, oh my gosh, I should have booked up more time. Yeah. I should have charged you. <laughs> and you don't want to be like, you want to do good work, but it's also like, that takes like time and money out of my pocket mm-hmm. if you need extra, right? Yes. So like, I actually did just initiate a foreign fill fee. Okay. If it's from a tech that like I don't know, like obviously if someone's coming from you, I know or like there's yeah, other yeah like there's other texts in the city that I know are good, that I would know that their work is easy to work off of. Even if their work's different than mine, it's like if they're done properly, I can still work around them, right? Exactly. You don't have to match the style perfectly, no. but as long as it's isolated properly and I can work on their lashes, like. It's fine, but yes. I've definitely, unfortunately, more times than not, had people come and their lashes are like a, a disaster. And I mean, it's text I don't know. There's so many lash texts. Like, yeah, I could list 20 lash texts who I know are good, but then there's probably 120 uh-huh. out there who I have no idea and they might not be good. Like, yeah, there's probably more than that. There's probably I don't even know thousands of texts maybe. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's. It's, it's hard to say. So saturated now. Yeah. So. So there's and it, and I mean it's still fine. There's still like, um, you know, because everyone's getting lashes nowadays. Yes. It's good. There's more tech. Yes. But hopefully, everyone is taking a course. Well, that's the thing. My one friend, um, she is like super supportive of my business, and whenever she can afford it, she's like, "I want to come see you for this or that." Or she's super supportive. But she had a coworker who she also had like developed a friendship with. Mm-hmm. She was like, "Yep, yeah, she's doing her lash course. Um, I'm gonna go to her for a full set. Like she's just cheaper than you are." And I was like, "Yeah, like that's understandable. Yeah, if you want to come to me for fills, like I'll take you. Whatever, like you yeah. do what you want to do." She went, and like they looked, they looked pretty good. She was very happy with them. They were very cheap, and they looked pretty good. Like it's hard to tell unless you're literally in there with tweezers yeah and your glasses on right? yes like yeah. unless you're at that angle from above their head looking down onto their closed eyes it's hard to tell yeah and so like they looked pretty good i could tell they like were like maybe looking looked a little thick but like you can't tell if they're isolated or not by looking at them right yeah and i could tell they looked a little thick but i was like well she's learning like you know she might not have awesome glue control who knows yeah and then my friend was like oh i'm needing a fill like, you know, maybe I should come to you, maybe I should see what she can do. And I was like, well, like, I have opening today, actually, if you want to come to me. And she was like, okay, perfect, I'll come. Yeah. So I put her in at the end of my day. Um, and, like, 
I had seen her in person, her lashes looked okay, so I was like, yeah, you probably just need your two-week fill or three-week fill or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. Planned, you know, an hour and a half of at the end of my day. It took me like three hours because oh. once she was laying down and her eyes were closed, they were all glued together. Oh no. Like, I, I don't, like, it was so hard to get them off, even with remover. Like, I had to put remover on multiple times and, like, oh, no. massage it in certain areas and, like, let it sit. Like, I had to let the remover sit. Like, it took an hour to remove them. So they were that thick of glue. Yes, and she said they were hybrid, but, like, there was no point, like, no volume lash types in them. Oh. Like, I think she made fans with a classic diameter. Oh. I'm not 100% sure, but it was just, like... I, I was like, this girl's in the course? Like, did you go to, like, a facility and have this? And she was like, no, like, I think she's just learning. And I went to her house, and I was like, is she self-teaching? Like, right. Like, I didn't want to, obviously, I would never, like, bash other people's work because everyone's different. There's yeah. so many different levels. But I was just like, man. good. Like, yeah. not even healthy. Yes, I was like, I just feel so wrong about this. Like, is this girl not? I was just like, there's no way this girl would pass a course because she was using the wrong diameter, which you learn about. Mm -hmm. Her glue, like, she had way too much glue. She had, like, barely any isolation. And so I was just like, is she taking a course? Like, it's just, you know, like, is that? and you don't want to approach that person and be like, hey, like, I fixed some of your work, like, are you certified? You would never want to, like, question anybody like that. Yeah. But that's, it's just such an unfortunate thing because it's like, this was a, a friend she trusted who was like, yeah, I can do your lashes. Yeah. I'll do them for cheap. I'm just, you know, taking my course. But was she? Right. Right. Was it a YouTube course? Yeah. Or? <laughs> so it was just stuff like that. It's just so, so hard for a client to navigate. How, like, how would she have known? How would my friend have known exactly that this girl's gonna glue her eyelashes together? Because like you said, like a lot of pictures, it can look good. Yeah. I've seen pictures from places that, you know, I've seen same thing. Fixed something up and it was a terrible job. Looked at the pictures and I was like, Well their pictures actually look good. Yeah, so yeah. It would be hard for clients. And I feel like, you know, texts stay out there all the time. Like just because it's cheap doesn't mean it's quality. Like, you get what you pay for it. But at the end of the day, people always want a deal. Yeah. Me, you, everyone. Everyone sees a deal and they're like, well, I'm just going to try it out. Yeah. I'm sure it's fine. Like, people, you hear that, but I feel like it doesn't resonate with you until you have a negative experience. Exactly. Right? Like. Well, yeah, especially because clients um, don't study this or no. think about lashes that much. Yeah. And we're the ones that think about it, so... They probably think, you know, everyone probably can do lashes. Exactly. Well, that's exactly it. It's like, yeah. How hard can they be? Yeah, like, oh, I can do my own nails. I can cut my own hair. I can dye my own hair. It's like, yes, you can, but it's not the same level as, like, a professional doing it. Yes. And lashes is so much, there's so much more that if you mess it up, like, you can do damage to their eyes, to their, to eyes. their skin. Yes. Yeah. Their lashes can fall out. Or yeah. just the fact that they are, could have, like, really uncomfortable lashes yeah. until they finally fall out or if they do, if yeah. they get them removed. So. Yeah. It's, again, it's, like, it's a scary thing. You definitely don't want to 
Fanny don't blow off the street. No. Like I used to get my nails done by one of my friends who's like a certified nail tech. Mm-hmm. And in between lashes and nails and waxing and hair and juggling two jobs, <laughs> I was like, I don't have time for all these appointments. Like what can I cut out? Right. And nails was like my like least favorite versus lashes. Right. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to stop getting nails. And so I was like, Kilo, I'm just going to like buy the stuff to do shellac on myself. Just do a gel polish. Like I can do it myself. Mm-hmm. It's not the quality of hers. Like, no. Yeah, I can do it myself, but it's not like the same as going to her and having her do it. Like she's a trained professional. Yes. And hers are going to last longer. Yes. Like, and her styling and. Yes. Yeah. Like it does the job for me, but it's like, she's the trained professional. Like that's why you pay her to do that. You mm-hmm. know? And there's also something about just like supporting other businesses too that yeah. you know like like you said you, you can't do everything unless you have the money to do that yes but if you choose like something that you really care about go to someone who's good pay money exactly you know they've invested in their business they've invested in training they're going to do a good job and also if you pay somebody more generally um they're gonna make sure you're they're taking care of your lashes because they yeah. want you to stay they want you to stay because your income to them yeah and, like they're charging you a lot like i'm not you know i'm not going to charge someone 160 dollars for a set of volumes and send them away with not full lashes or like not yeah not done to how they want it or right oh there's some stickies but i'm not going to pull them apart like right because you are investing those businesses are investing in their clients yeah um long term they're not looking for one-offs yeah all the time so sometimes yeah the cheap ones can be just looking for random people all the time which you know that has a place sometimes for you know people like university students or yeah but you still need someone who's good yeah yeah, no, I, I agree. And that's kind of the thing. It was like, I have all of these appointments I don't have time for. I'm spending a lot of money. Like, what am I willing to give up so I don't have to sacrifice the quality of my other things? Yeah. Like, yeah, I could have went to a cheaper lash tech or started going to a cheaper salon for my hair. But I was like, you know what? I'm, like, not a, a, attached to my, my nails. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, like, I obviously wanted to support my friend. But I was like, you know, I'm not going to get these anymore. Yeah. It's not like I don't want to spend the money on that, and I don't want to sacrifice my other services. Right, because you see your eyelashes and hair a little bit more. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, my job is so hard on my nails. Anyways, I would break them, and yeah, I was right. just like, I don't need nails. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's fine. Unfortunately. Yeah. But they're fun to have when you can get them. Yes. So you found like you you figured out now that you've been doing your business now for a couple years you figured out kind of a balance that worked for you yeah usually i do like i try to do one day a week so one of my days off for my full-time job lashes well mm-hmm. aesthetics but i feel like i often will squeeze people in here and there on other days just yeah whatever works around my schedule but it's so much easier because i make the schedule yes like i can say okay yeah you can come i'll be done work at this time you can come after mm-hmm. in the evening or before like i work i work shift work so not throughout the night but just like different hours in the day mm-hmm. so often in the summer i'll take people in the morning before i go to work and oh work. right like if you start at noon or something yeah i'll take like a, a client at like 10 
I think that's pretty cool, especially because now you've purchased your own place. Yeah. Which is amazing. Thank you. And um, you run your business out of your house, which is super smart. Because yes. Because then you're not paying rent. rent on top of your mortgage. Yeah. And also, like, balancing your other business. So what, uh, besides the OCD and the creativity <laughs> part, what other needs does um, doing aesthetics satisfy compared to cooking? Ooh, that's a hard one. Okay, well, or are they the same? No, I'd say they're different. So, I mean, there are different aspects that are have positives and negatives to them both. Like, in the kitchen, I'm an assistant manager, so I have to manage people, and I have to make sure everyone's on doing tasks, being like efficient with their time, okay. doing their jobs properly. Like it's a lot to take on um, being responsible of other people's work. Mm -hmm. Whereas doing lashes, like I'm my own person. I don't have to worry about how my employees are doing because I'm mm -hmm. my own, I'm the only employee. It's just me. Right. So you don't have to manage anyone. Yes. Um, and then, but then part of working in a kitchen, like you don't really deal with customer service. So like, that's nice. I'm in the back, the servers kind of deal with that. Whereas lashing, right. I have to make sure my clients are happy and you know, I have to be friendly and I have to give good customer service, which I also enjoy doing, but it's nice to have that difference. Yeah. Like a break from both. Yes. And then my other job is like fast paced, running around, never sitting down. Whereas it's nice to do a job that is sitting sometimes. Yeah. But then like my back sometimes hurts from hunching over. Like it's, I mean, there's positive and ne ne positives and negatives to each for sure. They're very different. That's really cool though. Cause it seems like then it, it satisfies all different aspects of your personality. Yes, it does. When like when I'm doing lashes, I don't have, you know, a boss to answer to or ask me to do things, you know, like I'm my own, I'm also my own boss. Yeah. As well as my only employee. Right. And it's probably also nice that with your own business, you can decide, hey, I'm going to add this service. Yes. And yeah. I'm going to take away this service. And this is what my price change is going to be. Yes. Like if I don't want to do something, I don't have to do it. Yeah. You know, or if I want to add something. Yeah. It's nice. I, I think people really, unless you run a small business, like no matter the size of your business, People, I feel, don't realize how much you do behind the scenes, you know, mm -hmm. like, that's also a good, a good thing to know just for people who don't do that because pricing, for example, someone might look at a text pricing and be like, oh, that's expensive. Like, you know, people are very opinionated and I, I've heard, definitely heard like, oh, that person thinks, you know, they're worth that much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're, they're allowed to value themselves at that like they know their worth and you don't know their worth because you don't know what they do like do they run their own social media page right how much prep does it take for them to start their day how much cleanup does it take for them to start their day are they having to go for you know regular massage visits because right. their back hurts all the time yes do they need special glasses is their prescription changing in their glasses like yeah what extra time do they take to prepare? Like I will spend hours in the evening 
cutting, uh, pre-cutting my wax strips, my wax paper, and I also pre-cut my like under eye microphone because it's right. like that when I'm cutting during the appointments, it takes away from the time I'm filling the client's lashes, the time they're paying for it. Right. So in turn, I take my free time and I like prepare these things, you know? Yes. And like when I start at nine or 10, I'm usually in my room at least half an hour before making sure, okay, did I accidentally leave my tweezers in the disinfectant? Do they need to be pulled out and <laughs> yes. rinsed before my clients get here? Mm -hmm. Is my lash table clean, wiped down? Are my garbages emptied? Are my, is my bedding like folded and washed or is there a hamper in there that has clean laundry that still needs to be folded? Mm -hmm. You know, like, is my wax pot heated? Mm -hmm. Is my humidity right? Is my temperature, like there's so much that goes into prepping the process and I feel like people don't value that because they don't see that. Right, so the pay that we're, you know, saying for, yeah. for their appointment is not just for that appointment plus the supplies. Supply, exactly, yes. the supply costs. Supplies are expensive. Yes, lashes are not cheap. No, like I just did my taxes actually yesterday. Oh, did you? Good for you. Yeah, and when I was doing them, I was like, okay, this is what I made in 2020 in lashes. Like, that's pretty good. And then I pulled up my expenses and I was like, oh my God, my <laughs> expenses were so high this year. It was like 50%. Uh, because of the pandemic? But yeah, partially because I mean, I had stocked up more and then we were closed for three months. Like, it, it, the percentage would have looked better if we weren't closed. Yes. I your sure. income would have been higher. Yes, but it was just like, oh my goodness. Like, Yes. And then I thought about that and I was like, hey, if I take away 50% of the appointment cost, like that's my hourly wage, but then I need to factor in the time I spend prepping, the time I spend cleaning up afterwards, and the time that I take like afterwards yes. to do laundry and to cut strips. And like in the evening, I'll sit down for three hours and cut wax strips. Right. And also um, editing Yes, photos. editing photos, replying to messages, like... Doing uh, Instagram and on any any online site you have. Yes. And also making posters and you know yes. like formatting all of the, your. Which we enjoy doing. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I definitely enjoy doing that. But it's, but it's not it's the same as, as if you work in an office and you're getting paid for all the hours you're doing that. Yes. Well, like I mean, even my online booking system that costs me money as well like that's an extra expense that maybe you don't think about or yeah. the extra power it's taking to run my super bright light my dehumidifier mm. my um heater. heater like the heating pad on the, you know just like so every little thing counts and every little thing needs to be factored into it yes and it's it's insane when you think about all the things that go into it oh yeah the and, and that's the thing like you can't go into this business thinking that it's just, oh, I'm going to make this much per hour. No, no. And you have to have a passion for it and a love for it because yes. it is a lot of work, but you do enjoy it. Yeah. But that people do need to know that that's why we charge what we charge. Yeah. And we, because you can't sustain a business if you're literally always in the red no. and not making any money. No. Also, it's it's hard when you're in a small business and you're saying what your prices are. If you work for a company, you never have to tell them why you're getting that wage. Like no, you never have to justify it, right? Yes, and it is getting better. 
I think since I started lashes that at least there's so many more lash companies you can yes. order from and at least like there's more in Canada. When I started, I mean I only knew of one in Canada and it was super expensive Ugh. and it would take a really long time to ship it from Quebec and their product was, I mean at the time, not that great. Yeah. Yeah, I guess everyone's margins are different too. Like you can never compare. Yes. It's obviously you compare prices because that's what people do, but you can never actually truly compare the price and the value because again, everyone's different. Everyone has a different style. Every client has a different preference. People use different products. Like it's such a value difference that you never know, right? Like, yeah, and also like, you know, when you come to someone's spa, there's something you're looking for. Yeah. Whether it be the type of lashes you get, the the chats that you have, the comfort that you have. Yeah. You're all well experienced. Yeah. And and everyone offers something different and then I think the right customers come to you and then they if they value that they like the price isn't a problem. Yeah. Yeah, and I would definitely agree with that. Who is anyone to tell you like what your worth, like what your value is? You know, like yeah, I definitely have people be like, oh, that's expensive. Like you charge that much, and it's like you know what? That's what I value my time at. Yeah, and you don't know my supply costs, so. And also, if if most people look around at similar artists, we're all charging around the same. Yes, and that's the thing. You could look at so and so and be like, well, she does this better than you, or she does this different than you, and it's like that's your opinion. Mm-hmm. You right. Know, that's. Right. Let's sell your opinion. So. Because it is art, so yes. it's in the eye of the beholder. Yes, and like if you feel this person, if you like this person's style more, or you feel this person has a better, you know, atmosphere in their salon, or whatever it is, like, great, go to them. Yeah. You know, like, that's, that's, that tech is perfect for you then. I think we're both like that, that we, we don't want to own anybody. No. And we're like, you know, we want to make it how we can make it the best we can and if it fits for them then that's amazing that's great but like if they find something that fits better that's fine too yeah and obviously i don't like don't love seeing clients go when i want them to be comfortable and stuff but Mm -hmm. there's nothing worse than having like a weird awkward environment if you don't click with your client like (laughs) it's uncomfortable for both of you you know like yeah shouldn't be shouldn't be like that yeah because some personalities also just don't click yeah so I want to just ask you um, also about like online booking. You were talking mm-hmm. about that. Um, did you start with online booking right away? Yes, I did. Okay, and so you didn't have to go through like texting people back and forth. No. Did you find that made it possible for you to have this like two jobs going basically at the same time? It's hard to say because I never have like no online booking system right i do still have clients often text me if they can't get in or if they're having issues which doesn't really bother me like i would mm-hmm. rather someone text me and be like hey i'm trying to book for this day and i can't instead of being like oh she's full i'll go to someone else right um so it's hard to say because i don't know what it would be like without it mm-hmm. but, but like do you have um uh, like do you have time when you're at your other job to be checking those things uh no not always 
So oh, yeah, nice. it's definitely nice to have. Like definitely clients will text me when I work and there's some days where I don't reply to them until like I'm off my share. Right. So it could be like eight hours before they hear back. Right. So it probably has, it, it's interesting because you've never had the experience the other way, which is, no. I think so smart that you just went right into it. But um, online booking is so nice, eh? Well, yeah, and there's so many that are, like when you, when you first start out, at least the system I use, it's free up to a certain amount of appointments. So when I was just starting out, I didn't have lots of clients. It didn't cost me anything. Oh, yes. Like it's, you know, there's different plans and they allow you to have a certain amount of services or a certain amount of um, appointments booked in your, you know, whatever monthly period you're on. Yeah. So at the beginning, I'm not, you know, not exceeding the free amount. So it wasn't even, it wasn't additional cost at the beginning because mm -hmm. I didn't have a full clientele. That's super smart of that company too. That's yes. Busybook. Yeah, that's Busybook. Yeah. I started. I I don't know if I. So I started out with Coconut Calendar. Mm -hmm. Way back in the day, they're from Saskatoon. Okay. And then, um, when more apps started happening, then I switched to Busybook. And really liked them. Yeah, that's really where I got that from. Is because you used them. Okay. And then I just switched over to Bo Boxy now, and mine, it's kind of funny, it's, I like the look of it more. Yeah, it's nice. But, <laughs> not really like a need. Yeah. Anyways, um, but I love, I love how they work with just like letting clients book in. Yeah. And then also clients can like change their appointments. Yes. On their own. And if they're texting you, it's like a minimal amount of texting compared to... Yeah, exactly. It's like, hey, I can't get in, or hey, I work, or it's like, because yes. they need something aside from that. Yeah. So that's really cool. I, I, I feel like when you started, like you were a client of mine when you were starting into your last journey. Yeah. And I just found it so interesting because you... You just went for it and... Yeah, I don't really know like where that <laughs> came from. I just... You were just ready. Yeah. And you also, I think you have a business mindset because you're like, hey, I need to set this up, I need to set this up. Yeah. Did you enjoy that process? Yeah, no, I definitely do enjoy that. Mm -hmm. I definitely enjoy like planning and organization. I feel like that falls into that, right? Like being prepared. Mm -hmm. Obviously there's things that I look back and I'm like, hey, definitely glad I changed that and you evolve the way you do things and stuff right. going forward. Process. Yeah, like you're going to learn more. But it definitely helped. Like if I didn't have any organization or plan in place, I probably would have been a mess at the beginning, right? Yeah. Like just trying to navigate it all. You were really, I felt like you were really good at, because I, I think you even ordered a lot of your supplies before your class even started. Yeah, I was stocked up right. I was like, Kyla, where do I get all of these things? Yes, you were like on the ball. Yeah. And I was excited that you were getting into it. So I was like, yeah, these are what I use. This is what I like. Yeah. And it's neat because you can try out things and then you're like, hey, now I want to try this other thing. Oh, yeah. I've tried like seven different brands of lashes probably. <laughs> I feel like lashes isn't as scary. Trying different glues is scary because it's like, yeah. oh, what if it doesn't work? What if it doesn't bond? But lashes, I'm like, man, it's just a different texture. It's, it's different to work with. Yes. But uh, like la switching lashes doesn't scare me as much. So I feel like I've been very open to trying different brands. Yeah, glue is scary because you might 
find it good to work with, but yeah. then you might have clients coming back with no retention. Yeah. Remember I had that when I switched to, um, can I remember the brand so I'm not going to say, but yeah, I remember the brand. <laughs> yeah. It was a clear glue. Yeah. And I don't know if it was that, because I hadn't worked with clear before, but it was terrible. Like, I think everyone's retention was just the worst. Yeah, I remember that. And I remember I was like, what did I do wrong? And I texted you and I was like, hey, like, sorry, none of my lashes are really here anymore. My fill, like, I, I understand I can kind of get them full. And, then and that I was like two my, days later, right? Yeah, and then I came for my fill and you were like, um, everyone's lashes fell out. And I yes. switched, it's because I switched my glue. And I was like, okay, so it wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't you. Yeah. It was my glue. Yeah, so that is scary. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, being a client, like, witnessing you experience that, I was like, nope. No, <laughs> yeah, and I think switching glues, do it with like your really, really good clients. Yes. First, tell them that you're doing it and you're like, if anything goes wrong, let me know and let I'll fix know. it. Exactly. I'm just trying this new thing. But um, I, I feel like at least glues are getting more consistent now. Yeah, they're all very similar. I feel they're all very similar now. Like, yeah. I feel there's dozens of glues out there that I hear, this is great, this is great, this is great, I love this glue, I stand by this glue, like from different techs that I know. So, yeah. I mean, I'm sure. It's nice because you can find one that works for you the best and it's in your price point. Too. Yes, yes. When I started, glue was 150 Oh my god. And it, it, I don't even know if it lasted a month. Yeah, for a two millimeter bottle. <laughs> right, exactly. And uh, so they're so expensive and they burned the eyes back then, uh. super bad. So now it's so nice that the quality is there. Yes. And people don't have to feel like in pain. In pain. <laughs> <laughs> My eyes feel really itchy and burny. Yeah. My eyeballs. Um, okay, sorry, let me just give you a quick mist. Yeah, and back then too, we couldn't even mist because. Yes, water bad. Water was bad. Yeah. yeah. So back then it was like, well, that's normal. So you just have to go through the pain. So you're just going to have to wait 24 hours? Yes. Oh, right. <laughs> or 48. Yeah, right? whatever it was. 48 hours of eyes burning. In red. And then you can wash them. Yeah, and then they might feel better, but they might still But now burn. they're like being irritated for 48 hours, so good luck. Yes. Because I, I remember back then, like, people would come back, not for, they didn't, like, the lashes were fine. Yeah. But they'd be like, my eyes are so red. And I don't know what to do, and I was like, ah, me neither. <laughs> like that's just the glue, but I'm really sorry. Yeah. Yeah, not as good back then. I know. I wonder if they did actually change the glue, or if someone just figured out, like, oh, you can put water on them, and oh, it helps with reducing fumes. Right. I feel like they must have reduced like the amount of yeah cyanacrylates in there. Yeah. I know. It's come a long way. Definitely. Well, um, so you offer lashes, waxing, eyebrow tint. Yes, lift and tints and dermaplaning. Oh. Yes, and dermaplaning, which I think is really neat that you're you've gotten into that as well. Yeah. And you've enjoyed all of those? Yeah, I definitely enjoy all of them, which is good. I haven't gotten to the point yet where it's like, yeah, I'm certified for this, but I don't offer the service anymore. Right. I know sometimes that happens, people like find other um, services they like better and they eliminate, but like I like all of my services. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely did that. I had to 
take out the green. Yeah. There's just a little bit too much on my body and then well pandemic. Yeah. Just too much with cleaning up and stuff. Yeah, and people changing. Yeah. But that's really cool. I like that you got to like try out a few and yeah. Seeing what you're enjoying and having that as like your fun job. And it's and it's amazing that like right out of school you were able to move out, get your own place, and you have been able to like take care of yourself and be really independent. Yeah. So I think like a beauty business can offer that. Yeah, it can definitely offer that to someone who's looking to be like financially independent. Mm-hmm. Obviously I have my other job, but if I didn't have that job doing aesthetics full time, if you, again, if you know how to run your business and you have good customer service and, you know, you have a good value for your services, mm-hmm. you can definitely make a decent income. Yeah. And enjoy it. Yeah. So, um, just one last question for you. What have been the, um, I guess, learning curves you've had with setting boundaries for clients? like? To make sure that, you know, you're you're having a good experience with yeah. late, like no-shows, late, not payments, stuff like that. Okay, so that's actually, like, the hardest part, I think, about running the aesthetics business. Because, like, on one end, you're like, I want my clients to feel like I understand them and hear them out. And, but at the same time, it's like, I don't want to get screwed. Mm-hmm. So, definitely... It was hard. I feel like I always used to be like, okay, okay, sorry. Like, you know, let me fix this. Let me do that. And too quick to just be like, yep, it's my fault. You're right. Because obviously it's the customer's always right. Right. That's what we're told. Yes. And I mean, that is how you make it work. But like when it's your business and it's your money on the line and your time, like Mm -hmm. you need to figure out how to maneuver that. So I definitely found, um, I, you need to set boundaries. So, like, if I had clients who were, you know, consistently not happy with their lashes, I mean, I only ever had, like, one person. But if your husband is, like, inconsistently happy, it's like, well, you know, maybe you should try another tech or, you know, you're having trouble with retention. Okay, well, it could be me, but, you know, my other clients aren't having issues. Um, walk me through your aftercare. Tell me what products you use. Have you read your product labels? you wash them every day like sometimes you just need to troubleshoot and I always struggled with that because I didn't want to come off like oh well, are you washing your lashes like you know yeah aggressive towards your clients or make them feel like it's them because yeah. it could 100% be me right it could be either of us it could be a combination of us it's hard to say but it's like you obviously have to be able to work together to troubleshoot that so I was always scared of offending someone and having them you know, you know, it's like, you're, are you cleaning your lashes? Are you washing your face? Are you, like, people associate that with, like, are you being hygienic? And I never right. wanted to offend anybody because <laughs> at the end of the day, like, I, I mean, I don't want to say I don't care because I do care. But it's like, this is your face, it's your body, it's your money that you're spending on these lashes. Mm-hmm. And I really had to learn to understand that, like, if they're going to get offended, at the end of the day, you gave them the information. Usually when somebody gets that information when they need it, it helps. Like I've had mm-hmm. a couple clients who have 
maybe not been awesome with aftercare just because I didn't know and like it was again it was on me to educate them I was scared of being pushy like yes buy this lash wash you know I don't want to push products I don't want to be bossy and naggy and but I'm salesy yeah and salesy but it's like you don't know it is important to wash your lashes and these are the reasons why and if you don't it can you know affect these things and I've definitely had clients come with retention issues and once we get to the point where I like explain you can't do this you can't do that or be mindful of these things make sure you are washing Mm -hmm. make sure you're not you know touching make sure all of the massive list of things it could be and we really troubleshoot lots of the time the retention gets better and they're like oh my god it was that right right and it's like whether they were offended being i don't think any of my clients have actually ever taken offense it was just me being in my head being scared they'd be like are you saying i don't clean my lashes right you know, like and also you don't come across as like a bossy yeah like they're when you talk to someone you're very genuine yeah and so again it is it's all about how you approach it and i was always just scared and i didn't want to upset anybody but now i'm just like no this is this is how you take care of your lashes it's important and it was on me because I definitely lacked in that department and it affected my client's retention. So that was probably my biggest learning curve was like, I'm the person who's educated on this. I know what you need to do mm-hmm. and you need to know as well. Like right. for optimum results, you need to know that you need to cleanse your lashes. Every- and I used to say, I used to be like, well, I do have foaming lash cleansers for sale, but you know, if you want to spend the money on that, like you can... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I'm like, what? Why do I say that? I used to feel like if you don't want to spend money on that, like, don't, no worries. Yeah, you, can just, you can just use your face wash in the shower and just make sure you get in there really good. No, I can't believe I used to say that. I'm like, that's like, sure, sure, you can do that. But like, it's not, your face wash isn't formulated for your eyelashes. It's made for your skin. Yeah. And depending on what your skin issues are and what, your face wash is targeting, it could be worse for your lashes. Right? right. And if you're, if we're saying that, then they're like, well, but that's what I did. You said I could do that. Exactly. And so then it's like, how do you go back? But I mean, whatever I've gotten like, I'm firm now. I'm like, no, you need a foaming lash cleanser. Don't use your fingers, use a brush. And then I say like, you can do it if you want, but it's not going to be the same, right? Mm-hmm. Like get a cleanser, get a brush. If you don't want to buy them for me, that's fine. You can go to a salon and buy like they have, there's, lash cleanser is easily accessible you know it's like yeah. i'm not trying to make a buck on you i'm just trying to keep your lashes healthy and clean yeah and, and save your attention protect your investment yeah exactly so it, it, that was a big learning curve for me because i didn't want to come off pushy or bossy or aggressive but it's like no those are such important things yeah so, i think it's good that you care though like if um, like I have had experiences where people are super pushy and stuff and you're like, hey, settle down. Yeah. Um, and I'm more likely to buy when you're just explaining like, hey, this will really help when you use this. Yeah. So I think it, because you care, you come across better. Yeah. But I get that. Like for the longest time too, I'd say I have this, but you know, you don't have to get it. And no. then now it's like um just offering it and saying it's really good and then people buy it exactly and it's not being pushy about it and having the refills because you have that too yes yes i have refills which i think is so nice because then a client can buy the bottle and then uh the refills cheaper yeah. and 
That's that's something really interesting to have. Yeah. And well, how did you find with you know late lateness or no shows? Was that a struggle at all, or was that okay? No. So I mean, most of my clients started off as friends or people I knew. So they're pretty respectful. Like I, I don't think I had many no shows for a long time. Okay. Lateness. I mean, sometimes it happens, but I always just say to my clients, again, like I know them personally, so it's usually easy for me to be like, it's no problem. Like, don't be worried. Like, it's okay. But like, it's gonna take away from your time, so your lashes might not be as full. Right. And I've never really had an issue. Like, I don't want to be like, okay, sorry, turn around, go home. You're late. Like. Yeah. I don't have enough time, but I just say, like, I just make sure they know, like, you can reschedule or, you know, we can, we can take this time, but I'm, they might not be as full as they could have been. Mm -hmm. Sorry. And usually, like, usually they feel so bad for being late. Anyways, they're like, oh, no, I understand. I'm so, so sorry I'm late. Like, Good. and I've never had anyone show up, like, I mean, you know, usually people are, like, five or ten minutes late because of traffic. Right. Or, like, you know, it's never, like, a, oh, I forgot my appointment and I rolled in 30 minutes late, like. Right, yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's good. I'm um, glad you've had, like, good experience yeah. that way. I've definitely had some no-shows. Okay. Um. Again, I was always kind of, I was annoyed in the time, in the moment, and then I was just like, oh, whatever, it's not a big deal. <laughs> and then, recently, I was talking to um, another esthetician in the city. She was booking in for something. And she was like, okay, do you take... Uh, a deposit and I was like no no like you just you transfer me at, like at your appointment mm -hmm. and she was like you don't take a deposit for new clients and I was like no and she was like you really should because what if that new client no shows you like they don't know you oh. and I was like that's such a good point and I thought about it and like the times I have been no show it's been new clients that I haven't met yet right you know it's been people who don't feel guilty because they don't know me right like right none of my current clients or people I know would no show me right so it's I was like that's a really good idea so I implemented that you know and that's oh that's nice that she even said that yeah and I thought about it and I was like well I don't want to be like hey pay me before you get your service but I was like no it's a good point like you yeah. need to pay a portion to cover yeah. the time I booked out for you. you yeah, know? that is actually... Yeah, like, no, okay, you didn't show up, I didn't use the supplies, but you still blocked out my time. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, I just lost an hour or two's wage, essentially. Yes, that you can't go. Yes. Yeah. So I definitely... I definitely was like, that's smart. That's going to be a hard one to implement for sure because I'm not, like, <laughs> even thinking about it now, I'm like, hey, I definitely booked in two different new clients and I did not get that from them. But <laughs> it's a learning process. It is. It yeah. doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, it doesn't have to be, like, feeling bad about doing things a certain way. And, yeah. And honestly, like, I, so to get around, like, um, no shows, what I did was you can't book again. Um, unless you pay the full fee. Yes, I also have that. Okay, I've good. always had that because, like, if you know show me once, I'm not booking you in. Yeah, screw me once, you can't screw me again. Yeah, exactly. And that has definitely helped for me because I've, I've had no shows in the past, but I literally haven't had that happen again. Only if, like, someone literally, like, forgot. Yes, like, totally just slipped their mind. Yeah. They have other appointments booked, like. And they're so good about just paying. Yes. Because they, like, feel like an idiot. Yes. And it happens, it's life. And, and also, oh, like. Oh, it's happened to me. I've done that. Like, I did that to my hairdresser one time. Oh, did you? I felt so bad. I, I literally <laughs> booked an appointment, 
like have talked about quite a bit in advance, like usually for my hair because I get a cut and a color and it takes a while. Yeah. And it was during like Christmas party season at work, so it was like super busy with, because I mean aesthetics ramp up in December because everyone wants stuff done for the holidays. Yeah. And then I'm like extra busy at work because we have all these Christmas parties and all this stuff and we're like, our staff's lower, right, because we let go most of our seasonal summer employees. Yeah. And I was at work. I, like, went into where I was supposed to get my hair cut at, like, 11 or something. And then I, we got an event last minute. I went into work for, like, two. Totally forgot about it. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I can come to work. I was at work. It was, like, 2.30. I'd been at work for half an hour. And my hairdresser texted me. And she's like, hey, Ashley, so you're supposed to have an appointment today at 11 or whatever time. And I was like, oh, my God. I literally wanted to die. I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, felt so bad yeah and you don't ever do that no and it's like it happens it's not a big deal you know so yeah and it's good because you probably like apologize profusely to her and pay whatever you need to pay to make it better or yeah whatever. well actually i feel like she didn't she was just like don't worry about it and that like didn't charge me right because she knows i'm good i think yeah i think she knows that i'm yes i forgot and i'm gonna come next your next opening because i'm done yes. i forgot well, that's the thing, too, because if you're a good client and that's, like, a one-off, yeah. like, you can forgive them sometimes. Yeah. But sometimes clients are like, no, I'm going to pay you anyways. Yes, I've, I've had people do that, like, no-show, no but, like, accident, like, friends or people, and they're like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry for God, or I slept in, or whatever, and, like, I'm like, don't worry about it, it's okay, and they're like, no, no, like, let me send you money, and I'm like, yeah. Thank you. Which is like, you respect, yeah, you respect my time. Like, yes, I really like that, actually. Yeah. That's cool. I think, like, you are pretty good at, like, making sure you have good boundaries. Yeah. And you're not letting, like, people walk over you and stuff. Yeah. And that's a hard, that's sometimes really, that is the hardest part of a job sometimes. Yeah, it is. And, like, it's hard because sometimes you get, everyone's different. Like, you'll get clients come who are total strangers. Who are the most respectful clients, they just love you, they feel like they act like they've known you forever, they're super comfortable, and they're so great. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes you get clients who are strangers and they, you know, they don't know you, so they don't feel like an obligation to, I guess, withhold like their appointments or, mm-hmm. you know, they don't know you on a personal level, so if they're upset with you about whatever, they might not be as forgiving or compassionate, like yeah. you're just a person giving them a service. But it can also be like that with friends, too. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. sometimes, like, I have some clients, well, all of my clients who are, who are friends are obviously, like, very supportive. They want to support me. Mm-hmm. They come to me, right? And, like, it makes me feel good because it's, like, my friends trust that I am providing them a service that's worthy of the amount that mm-hmm. they're paying, right? Whereas, like, I definitely have had friends be, like, honestly, that's too much. I wouldn't pay that. Like, and go to other people. <laughs> Right. Well, it's true though, but and I mean, whatever, if that's how they feel, like I'm not going to cause an issue about it, but it's just like, that obviously says to me, like, you don't perceive my work at that value, like, you know, because I think it's because we're friends, they're like, well, why would I pay my friend to do yes. my lashes for that amount when I can go to this person, but it's like, I have the same training. Yes, because some, I think some people think if you're a friend, you should get, give you them a deal. Yeah, and I mean, don't get me wrong, if you think that person's better than me, like, that's a valid opinion, but then don't, don't bring that to me, you know, like, don't say that to me, like, yeah, 
I definitely have had friends be like, well, you charge the same as this person, this person, you know, has been lasting for longer than you, or does this different, or whatever, and it's like, you know what, that's what they charge, this is what I charge. Yeah. It is what it is, like, it's my choice, it's their choice. You can go to either. Yeah. So, like, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely a dance with clients, right? Everyone's yes. different. As friends. Yeah. It can be. Yeah. Sometimes friends can be, like, hard to have as clients. Yeah. But it depends on the person, like you said, like, if it's a friend that really respects what you're doing. Yeah, and I have lots of friends who, who come to you for services, which obviously is, I appreciate because yeah. they value me as an esthetician or whatever. Yeah, and then it's kind of nice for them because they get to come to you, have a visit with you, catch up with you. Yeah. Whereas, you know, in our busy lives and now pandemic life, you don't always have time to do that. Oh my gosh, I know. Since the pandemic, I feel like all of my clients are so much chattier. Like, <laughs> yes. you know, and me too. I'm like, yeah, working from home all day. Haven't spoken to anybody. My roommate, like, he goes to work every day. So I don't see him. I'm by myself all day. And then I have clients <laughs> and it's just like, and we talk the whole time. Okay, well, that's so awesome. Like, thanks for talking about, like, how your lash business came about. And yeah kind of what drives you to do it because it's just so interesting I, I find it interesting when people have another career job mm -hmm. and then they're choosing to also um you know do a beauty business as well because it's a lot of work yeah it is but it's obvious that it's something that fulfills you enough that makes it something you want to do yeah so, thanks so much, Ashley. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs>Thanks again to Ashley so much for coming on this episode with me and explaining what it's like to really be balancing a career and running a business. To find more information about Aesthetics by Ashley, you can check out the podcast notes. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you next time.